0: Hello and welcome back to another edition of the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast part of the 90 Min Football Network. I'm your host, Harry Simiou, and as always, we're going to be discussing a variety of Arsenal-related news um, and stories and whatever else comes up in the live chat. Uh, So a big hello to every single one of you who is uh, already joining us. A big hello to those of you who are going to join us later on and to those of you who are going to listen to this back via the podcast platforms. Um, Just a quick little message for those of you that have been listening to us via SoundCloud. We've actually migrated the podcast onto a different hosting platform. So the podcast hasn't disappeared. It hasn't stopped. Um, but if you did tune in via SoundCloud, now you'll be able to find it on all the other platforms. We will get it back on SoundCloud as soon as possible. But for the time being, it's on Apple Podcasts, it's on Google Podcasts, it's on ACAST, it's on Omni, it's on basically anywhere. Um Spotify. Wherever you need it, you will find it. Um, so just a quick update to those of you, because I know a few of you have been asking me. A few of you have sent me DMs just to say that, uh, that the episodes are not uh, updating on... Um, on. Um SoundCloud. There we go. Went blank for a minute. Right. um, Let's get to it. Uh, Lots and lots to to just quickly. uh, Oh, I say just quickly. It's never just quickly uh, with you guys, but lots and lots to get through on today's uh, live edition of the podcast. We're going to be discussing Nicolas Pepe. We're going to be discussing Arsenal's Europa League trip to Molde. We're going to be discussing Following Balogun. We're going to be discussing the news that fans are able to return to football. Um, and, uh, yeah, lots and lots and lots, as I say, to get through. Let's kick off by discussing Nicholas Pepe. Now, of course, Nicholas Pepe, um, he put out a tweet yesterday. Um, I think it was an Instagram message, actually, but it doesn't really matter, does it? Um, to apologize for his actions in the game against Leeds United. Of course, Nicholas Pepe was dismissed, um, for headbutting, uh, Ezgian Alioski, And I was one of the people that was very, very critical of Nicolas Pepe after that game. And I am still um, disappointed in the players' actions. I still think it was wrong. I still think it was unacceptable. I still think that Nicolas Pepe let his team down on the day. But look, what are you going to do? You know, you can't sort of go on about these things forever. It happened. It was a moment of stupidity. I stick by that. I maintain that. It was an unnecessary red card for Nicolas Pepe to pick up. It did have an impact on Arsenal. Um, people will say that we were probably going to lose the game. We thought we were going to lose the game anyway. Um, I know we ended up drawing it in the end, but people were saying like that could have cost us the game. Others have kind of played it down and said, well, we weren't playing too great anyway. And did it really make a difference? At any point, I think, when you, need, when you go down to 10 men... You're causing your team a disadvantage. And I don't see why people are so, or some people are so, you know, kind of like, yeah, it's fine. You know, and I've had this discussion with a few people actually on social media and stuff. We've been talking about it and we've been talking about the fact that, you know, if you get sent off, because you made a late tackle if you get sent off because you're the last man and you're desperately trying to prevent a goal and you you make an error of judgment or your timing's not quite there I can accept that I can live with that I can't accept foolish behavior like the behaviour that Nicolas Pepe displayed against Leeds United. But it happens, it's part and parcel of football. Nicolas Pepe has apologised. He said, yesterday I have let my team down at a crucial time for the game and there is no excuse for my behaviour. I'm deeply sorry and would like to apologise to the fans, my teammates, my coach and everybody else at the club. So Nicolas Pepe acknowledging that he was in the wrong, acknowledging that the behaviour um, wasn't acceptable and it is what it is, that's it, we move on. Um, so I don't want to keep going on about it. It was stupid, it was silly, but it's done now. Uh, the the big concern, obviously, is that we're now without Nicolas Pepe for three Premier League games. And we don't know just yet uh, what the updates are on the fitness of Bukayo Saka, on the fitness of Willian, who both picked up injuries in that game against Leeds, so we don't know how short exactly we're going to be in the next few weeks. But whatever you say, you know, whether you you feel like it's his first sending off and, you know, it's um it's excusable. I'm sorry, but I'm not buying it. I, I'm I can't get my head around how stupid it was from Nicolas Pepe. And I don't want to keep beating him up about it. And after today, I won't mention it again. Um But I just wanted to make the point that despite the fact that lots of people feel sorry for him, lots of people have come out in support of him, others have directed vile abuse at him, I'm not at that point, come on. Um, You know, those of you who watch or listen to this will know I'm not one of those fans. Um, But I am disappointed in what he did. But he's apologised and there's no point crying over spilt milk. So we move on. We move on. What is going to be really, really interesting, I think now, is, is how... Mikel Arteta chooses to manage this situation now with Nicolas Pepe. Now, one of the question marks that some football fans or some Arsenal fans, I should say, have constantly raised about Mikel Arteta is his man management. Has he got that quite down to a T yet? Is a lack of experience showing at times? You could probably argue that. Um, And there's been this little thing about, you know, maybe he's not been consistent. In the way he's uh, dealt with certain disciplinary issues, etc., etc., and um, yeah, I think that you're going to learn a lot about Mikel Arteta's man management here. Now, what what does he do with Nicolas Pepe? Now, Nicolas Pepe, as I've said, he's going to miss three Premier League games, he's not available in those games. Does he play him in the Europa League? Does he play him at Mulder? Because I can't help but feel like Nicolas Pepe needs to get back on it needs to get on with football and needs to put this behind him sooner rather than later and the only way he's really going to do that is by turning out a performance now we know he's unable to play in those Premier League games as I keep mentioning so is this Europa League tie in Mulder and the one coming up against Rapid Vienna at home are they opportunities for Nicolas Pepe to turn in good performances produce and put this criticism behind him and move on and prove to the coach that actually he can deliver that actually he is an asset to this squad and actually um although he made a mistake he is ready to contribute and he is mentally right and and, and you know you know p- part of the the team and and somebody who can contribute as i said somebody who can really really um make his mark on this side It's going to be really interesting to see what Mikel does. Does he play him? You've got to think that, given he's not going to play in the next three Premier League games, that why not? Why wouldn't you play him? I mean, it's not like you're going to be resting him for the weekend. Why not play him? Why not give him an opportunity to rebuild that confidence that he's clearly lost um, of late? But, you know... given what we know about Mikel Arteta this could go one of two ways we're either going to see Mikel Arteta um, sort of have had words with him on the training ground accept the apology and move on or we're going to see Mikel Arteta punish him now if he doesn't play against Molder I would see that as a punishment because as I've said he can't play um, in those upcoming Premier League games so it would be in my eyes, a little bit of a punishment from Mikel Arteta. So we've got to see how that plays out. And we're going to learn a lot about the man management of Nicolas Pepe. And we're all going to draw our own conclusions as to whether that's the right thing or the wrong thing. But for me, I would just play him. I would just play him, get him back into the fold, get him back performing, get him back scoring goals, producing assists, the things that Nicolas Pepe was brought to the club to do. And we can all move on from from that incident. It was silly. It was stupid. It was... Unnecessary, but it's done now. He's apologised, and you know we've had really great players over the years who have picked up red cards for similar things, um, and we've forgiven them. So you know we, we we take the apology, we move on. A few of you mentioning uh, Granite Xhaka in the comments, and I've been <laughs> I've had a few tweets actually today um, asking why I was so forgiving of Granite Xhaka against Crystal Palace. Um, When that whole incident occurred, when he threw the armband, when he dropped the armband and walked off the pitch and why I've kind of laid into Nicolas Pepe a bit. It's the two situations are incomparable for me. Granite Xhaka didn't get sent off. Granite Xhaka got substituted off. And after weeks and weeks of abuse, he exploded. He erupted. And I said it at the time, his actions were wrong. But this, it, 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 but you know, there was a there was a circumstance around that. There was a situation around that where Nicolas Pepe it was just pure and utter idiocy. It was silly. He let us down on the day, left us with ten men, and it is as simple as that. I feel like with Ars- with the Arsenal fan base, we kind of we've got this need to scapegoat people. We've got this need to, you know, pick on certain players when certain things occur, and. Hector Bellerin is one of those players Granit Xhaka is one of those players look he's getting a lot of stick uh, Granit Xhaka for for giving Alioski a hug after the game I mean who cares who actually cares who actually goes to bed at night worrying about whether Granit Xhaka hugs an opponent at the end of the day the game finished Kieran Tierney was wound up that's absolutely fine as well But it's just a non-issue. It's just a non-issue that we don't really need to keep banging on about. So I just wanted to address that because, as I said, I feel like the Arsenal fan base in general, and that's not to say you guys specifically, but in general have this need to scapegoat people, have this need for outrage, have this need to point the finger at someone every time the result doesn't quite go our way. And I feel like we're at a point where we're creating situations, creating scenarios that actually aren't big deals at all. Um, you know, to kind of justify those agendas and, and to, to keep the whole rhetoric running about certain players. So, you know, for me, non-issue with, with Granit Xhaka, non-issue um, with Nicolas Pepe. He did what he did. It's done. We move on. No issue with Tierney either. I've got to say that. No problem with Tierney. whatsoever. We move on. Let's talk about the Europa League clash uh, with uh, Molder. Um, it's going to be an interesting one. And I think what I'm looking forward to most about this is is the possibility of seeing some of the younger players get getting a bit of a run out, particularly in the offensive positions, because offensively, we've not been anywhere near our best. Offensively, we've been below par. And so, you know, I... I would like to see the likes of Emil Smith-Rowe, possibly even following Balagan given an opportunity to play, uh, to get some minutes under their belt, some experience and show Mikel Arteta what they can do. Perhaps he will see it that way. Perhaps Mikel will look at it and think we're misfiring up front. We're misfiring in attack. This is an opportunity in a safer environment than what the Premier League is for me to give these players a run out and see if actually they can give something, they can provide something. And look, we've seen with Joe Willock, for example, that you can perform brilliantly in the Europa League come into the Premier League side and not quite be at the level required. And that's because the standard is so different, but Emil Smith Rowe has got an opportunity if selected to show what he can do. Following Balogun has got an opportunity if selected to show what he can do. So, Those guys are in the squad, as is Miguel Aziz, another player that people have got high hopes for at Arsenal. So uh, it'll be interesting to see if any of them get on the pitch. And if they do, we'll be looking at them uh, very, very closely. So, uh, yeah, really looking forward to that. It's a kind of nice breakaway, isn't it, from sort of the struggles in the Premier League to play a Europa League game in a game where you're heavy favourites, where you should beat the opposition. It's nice to have that um, at times as well. So, yeah, looking forward to that one. In other news, fans are set to return to football stadiums from next month. The Prime Minister of the UK, Boris Johnson, announced that football fans will be allowed to return uh, depending uh, the number. Sorry, will be dependent on what tier your region is in. Um, So that is with regards to the government's response to COVID-19. So if you're in tier two, you'll be allowed four thousand. No, sorry basically if you're in the lowest tier you're allowed 4000 if you're in the higher tier you're allowed 2000 fans and it looks like our region arsenal um is going to be in that tier that only allows 2000 supporters into the stadium it's not ideal you're not going to be allowed to sing either but it's better than nothing and it's a step in the right direction with fingers crossed the vaccine um on the horizon so very much looking forward to getting back to Arsenal and I'm sure many of you guys that attend the games are as well because it's not just um, a 90 minute football match it's a day out it's a social thing it's a great uh, thing for your mental health I think um, just to go and let off steam. And whether the result is positive or negative, you can let off steam at a football game, can't you? So um, very much looking forward to getting back into the stadium. It looks like the first game will be allowed, fans, back in the stadium is that home game that I mentioned in the UEFA Europa League with Rapid Vienna. Um, not quite sure how Arsenal are going to work this, though. Of course, there was a ballot prior um, prior to the uh, the... The announcement that fans weren't going to be allowed back in after we thought they were. Um, and then we never really heard anything after that, because obviously the government allowed the, uh, well, the government put in some more restrictions. So we're going to have to wait and see um, what is happening with that. Jazzy Guna makes a great uh, point in the comments. Yeah. Um, they can't sing in the stadiums how they're going to control that yeah uh, the rules say that fans can't sing in the stadiums you can't have alcohol unless you uh, buy a sufficient meal with it lots of silly bloody rules I mean how are you supposed to as Jazzy Guna points out in the chat how are you supposed to police that madness absolute madness uh big hello to the arsenal lounge head over there check out the channel it says will you invite us to your box harry um keep the kind donations coming and maybe i'll be able to afford a box one day and i'll happily have you in there mate thank you so much um right let's uh let's go through some of your comments before uh, we lock today's uh, live show off mini boston says we need to forgive pepe agreed um i said it at the top of the show look we we know what it was it was an act of madness an act of stupidity but he's apologized what else can we do nothing so let's just move on um let's see Uh, Martin Ross thinks that Pepe will be a big miss for Arsenal um I think he will be as well because I've said it look I said it leading into the Leeds game he's he's unpredictable not just in terms of what he's going to do um when it comes to confrontations with players but in terms of what he brings on a pitch uh, Nicolas Pepe is a useful player. He does produce moments. And um, yeah, I think we are going to miss him. Because let's be quite honest, as much as Nicolas Pepe's taken some flack of late, he's not the only Arsenal player that isn't performing. Lots of them are struggling at the moment, particularly in those attacking positions. Um, David Morsley says, now the dust has settled. I think there was a savage overreaction to a red card. It was a mistake. It's done now. Let's move on. Yeah, Look, obviously, the the reaction is going to calm down naturally after a few days. I was livid with Nicolas Pepe on Sunday, but that, in my mind, was justified, and it still is justified because, as I've said, you know, if you get a red card because you've been caught as the last man and you're desperately trying to get back present prevent a goal scoring opportunity or something along those lines, I think as fans we can live with that and understand that it's just part and parcel of the game. But when you're talking about a stupid red card like that one. There is going to be a reaction to it. And I think that once the apology came, a lot of people softened their stance. And that's why Nicolas Pepe will have been advised to make that apology, to kill that animosity, that discontent in amongst the fan base. And that was absolutely right. But it's natural for fans to be upset. It's natural for fans to be disappointed. So I don't really read too much into that. At the end of the day, if you don't act like an idiot, you won't get the kind of the criticism that that comes with that. I'm not for a second justifying the vile abuse that he received online. But there's absolutely nothing wrong with a, an Arsenal fan sitting here and saying Nicolas Pepe was out of line. Nicolas Pepe acted in a stupid manner. I think that's the cold, hard truth of it. Xander um, says Arteta is apparently starting Pepe on Thursday. So door is still open, it seems. Yeah, as I said, really interesting to see whether he, he gets the nod from the beginning against Mulder. Um, when you look at the injuries we've got, And what I was talking about, which is probably the need for Nicholas Pepe to get back to playing football and doing what he does best as quick as possible. It makes perfect sense for him to start. I agree. Uh, Chris Pantelli says, hi, Harry. I agreed with everything you said yesterday about Pepe. Unlike some, I do rate him, but I was livid with him. Any chance of us winning had gone at that stupid moment. Uh, Look, we still had a chance of winning, obviously, but Saka raced through on goal after that. Um, But it decreased our chances. There's no doubt about that. And it made us um, sort of have to think twice about being a little bit more progressive, a little bit more expansive in our style. And at the end of the day, it hindered us in our attempts to win the game. There's no doubt about that. Would we have won the game anyway? Would we? Sorry. Would we have won the game with Pepe on the pitch? You don't know that. Um, And you can't guarantee that. Of course you can't. But what I can say is I'm sure we'd have had a better chance with, with 11 men on the pitch rather than 10. Um, let's see what else we've got here. Eduardo says, Pepe, what a rash signing. I doubt the manager and the staff at the time actually knew how raw he was and how underdeveloped he is for his age in terms of football IQ and knowledge. I think that it's quite clear that Arsenal, upon reviewing that Nicolas Pepe business, um decided that they probably overpaid for him and that's por- probably partly why Raul Sanley was shown the door uh, because because of that because of the fact that Arsenal have found themselves to have overpaid for the player and haven't necessarily seen 72 million pounds worth of you know investment in him so yeah we're gonna have to wait and see uh, what happens um, with with regards to his development but there is a player in there I've said it for weeks and I'll continue to beat that drop. There is a player inside Nicolas Pepe, but how do you get it out of him? How do you get him to channel what he has into the right way? That is the big task on Mikel Arteta's hands at the moment. Joe Musashi says, good to see he apologised, but people need to calm down. He didn't shoot anyone. Yeah, again, I keep making the point. I feel like people were were absolutely within their rights to be upset at the time, Uh, but now... What use is it? Um, It's done. The apologies come. Let's move on. Uh, Louis Robinson says, where's the blame for the Leeds player? He's as much to blame as Pepe. He made a meal out of nothing. Wasn't as if he busted his nose. I I think look, you're absolutely right. And nobody wants to see what Alioski done. But it's, it's one of those dark arts in football. It's one of the things that constantly rears this ugly head in our sport. And I always think that you should do what you can to prevent the things that you have control of and you don't have control of what Alioski does you don't have control of Alioski's reaction but what you do have control of is going and putting your head in his face if you don't do that he's got no excuse to go down and if he does go down then the cameras pick that up and he comes off looking stupid so you know I I think that you're right Alioski was out of line but Our player probably would have done the same thing had the roles been reversed. And that's the reality of football nowadays. That's been in football for years. You know, you go back years and years, you'll find players exaggerating contact, trying to get opponents sent off. As I said, it's one of the dark arts that our game has. And um, we just got to live with that. Uh, What else have we got? Uh, with regards to whether he should play in the Europa League Juan says disappointment and social media abuse are enough punishment yeah look, the disappointment alone should be enough punishment the social media abuse is completely unnecessary and look there are people on social media that stir it up as well and let, let's not pretend that they don't exist there's loads of them particularly in the Arsenal fan base a lot of us know who they are they get a kick out of it they, they look forward to you know digging people out and causing that kind of friction and it gets them interaction I guess and I'm not saying that you can't say that Pepe was out of line you can't say that a player had a bad performance but as Adrian Clark said on the show last night why does it have to be so vicious when it comes to Arsenal fans there is no need for it just no need Uh, let's see what else we've got in terms of your comments get your questions in if you've got any questions uh, feel free to chuck them in and uh we will uh we will pick those up just before uh, before saying goodbye this afternoon uh, Russ Morgan says you know when thi- you know things are bad when Arsenal are being linked with Sander Burger. Jeez, I didn't even know that <laughs> um I haven't seen that one yet but I'm sure it will uh, come to my attention but yeah jeez <laughs> not the kind of player I really want to see to be honest uh what else have we got here? Um, bear with me, just scrolling through. Uh, Alexis Sanchez says, You're a poor man's league gunner, Harry. Thank you very much. Um, but I'm uh, I'm perfectly happy being me, I'm doing the job that I love. Um, I've got a wonderful family, I've got everything I need in life, so uh, I don't want to be anyone else, to be honest. And, um, nobody's saying, um, you know if you like Lee Gunner's channel go and watch Lee Gunner's channel it doesn't bother me i've got no problem with Lee Gunner's channel he does his thing go and check it out if you want to watch it that's absolutely fine but it's convenient that this uh these co- these comments are coming through uh, an account named Alexis Sanchez yeah all right mate do us a favor uh right the trolls are in full force today um what else have we got uh goose 106 says what type of lineup will we see against wolves um interesting I, I don't know I, I feel like we tried to change the system a little bit in the game at Leeds and for me it didn't really work and I'll tell you why it didn't work in my opinion it didn't work because not only were we still as lacking of ideas in the final third, as we had been previously, but we were also defensively weaker. I know we didn't concede a goal, and, and I was having a conversation with my dad just today, and he kept making that point, but we didn't concede, but we didn't concede. But th- the fact is that if you concede 24, 25 attempts at goal, the law of averages says that you will concede goals playing that way. We were fortunate on the day the woodwork helped us out three, four times in that game. So you, co- that's not sustainable. So for me, a trip to Wolves is going to be a difficult game. I would go back to the system that Mikel has been playing, which is with the back three, um, the midfield duo um, in the middle with the front three and the wing backs. I would go back to that because I feel like at the very least it will make us more defensively solid. And if we're going to get a couple of chances, we always do get a couple If we're clinical and we take those, then who knows? We could come away from Molyneux with all three points. But Molyneux is a difficult place to go. And I'm just sitting here with my fingers crossed that Thomas Partey is going to make it. We don't know yet what the update is on Thomas Partey. Um, I certainly don't know anyway for sure. I can speculate. We thought that he was going to make the Leeds game and then he didn't. So I'm not really too sure about where where the situation is with regards to Thomas Partey, whether he will make it for Sunday's game. But the worst thing about Sunday's game for me is that 7.15 kickoff time. I mean, we just don't have any luck with that kickoff time. It's a horrible kickoff time. We're being forced to play Sunday games because of our Europa League commitments, but I don't see why we have to keep playing the 7.15 one. It's just a horrible time. Um, and fingers crossed we can turn that bad record of playing at 7.15 on a Sunday around uh Yonick asks with Lacazette back up top. Um I think you might see Lacazette back up top. Probably m- more so because probably more so because we haven't got the wingers fit. Willian's out. Um you know, Saka's probably going to be out. Well, both of those, we're not 100%, but both of those are probably going to be out. And Pepe is obviously suspended. So, yeah, I think that just because of the lack of options in the wide areas, you'll probably see Lacazette come in so that Oba can go left. Uh, Russ points out that we're playing Wolves at home. You're absolutely right, mate. My apologies, brain fart of a moment. Um, uh, yeah, apologies uh, for that. I, I knew that as well. I don't know. Too, too much work, too busy. That's what happens. Um, But yeah, either way, it's going to be a difficult game um, for me. Whether it's at home or away against Wolverhampton Wanderers, they're a good side. And if you think back to last season, at the beginning of the season, when Unai Emery was in charge, that was one of the games where we didn't pick up a result that we wanted. And and one of the games where people started to really turn on Emery and his arsenal and couldn't quite work out what the hell was going on. Um, What else have we got here? Um... Craig Scott says how do you eat a cream egg? I don't get it mate. I'm sorry. How do you eat a cream egg? I don't know. Do you put it all in your mouth at once? I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't even like cream eggs Craig. Um but yeah check out the same old Arsenal podcast as well. Uh go back and have a look at last night's episode. It was a really really good one. Um so check out, check that out and uh, give them a subscribe as well. Um Aaron Corbett asks, Hey Harry, would you take Jack Wilshire back on loan? No, uh, is the answer to that. I think we've seen from Jack wilshire in recent years that unfortunately, as talented as he is, as much as we adore him as the Arsenal fans, he's proven that he cannot stay fit. Um, and fitness is a is a major, major issue for Jack Wilshire at a time where we're talking about trying to shift out dead wood. Um, and we didn't have a great deal of success in doing that over the summer. I just don't see where the logic would be in bringing, um, bringing Jack Wilshire to the club. I don't think he would offer much to the side anymore. Um, and so, no, for me, it's not the right move. Look, I love Jack and I hope he finds a club and gets back to doing what he does best. And, you know, gets some confidence back and, and, and produces the way that we all know he can. But for me, no, I, I wouldn't take him back. I, I, I don't think it's... He's the answer right now. I don't think he's physically robust enough, and particularly in the system we're playing, I, I can't see um, I can't see where Jack fits in. To be honest, and I don't want to see him uh, come back in the nicest possible way. Um, Yonic asks, would you take Isco on a short term loan? Yeah, I absolutely would. I think Isco um, is someone who. Would add a lot to this team. He's won European Cups. Very experienced. Would add the technical ability. And the ability to play. Sort of passes in between the lines. To play more sort of vertical passes. Um, So yeah. I'd I'd be very excited about the prospect of Isco coming. If if that was a deal that we could do. But I don't know that it is. I know that Real Madrid are not um, keen on keeping him. I know that they want to move him out. But whether a deal can be done with Arsenal. Remains to be seen. But you know if you're asking me. Without all the kind of added complications, would I take Isco face value? Yeah, of course. Of course, I would. Apologies. Russ Morgan says zoboslai has told Red Bull he wants to leave in January. Do you think we should go all out in Jan or go for a more experienced player like Isco in Jan? I think what this is a long-term project at Arsenal. And I know the patience is running thin. Um, and at times it will run thin, you know, whenever we hit these kind of periods. We're going to have situ- we're going to have times where we we feel downbeat about what's going on. We don't quite see the vision. Don't quite feel the plan. zoboslai someone who's making a massive uh, impression in European football at the moment, and at twenty five million or whatever it is his release clause is, I think is a no brainer. I would go out there and get him ahead of Isco. Yeah, I would. Um, I really, really would. Um, what else have we got here? Um, Louis says do you think we'll get top four not unless we turn our form around uh, based on what I've seen in the last few weeks now I don't think we're, we're good enough and I said at the start of the season that I, I wasn't sure if we were going to be good enough and that being there or thereabouts would be a um, would be an improvement on last season and I'd accept that but you know obviously it's the goal obviously it's the ambition but we've got to be realistic in that ambition as well. Because at the end of the day, you know, we, Mikel Arteta has picked up a side that, yes, I know they, them finishing 8th the last season was partly to do with him. Because he did manage the club from December onwards. I get that. But ultimately, that team was so bad last season. That's what pushed Unai Emery to get the sack. And now Mikel Arteta is cleaning up not just the work that Unai Emery did, but some of the work that... that um that Arsene Wenger left behind as well, as much as I love Arsene, um, that's the reality. That's the reality of it. But yeah, anyway, um am going to leave it there for today. And uh, we're going to be back tomorrow with some more Arsenal-related content. Look really uh, Looking forward to doing that. Uh, we'll look ahead to the Molder game in a little bit more detail and pick up any other... Arsenal news uh, that has uh, surfaced in the next 24 hours or so. Until then, take care of yourselves. Stay safe. Um, don't do anything I wouldn't, and we'll be back very, very soon with more. Cheers. You're listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler. And you're listening to Harry Simeon.